Welcome to the Toxic Confidence Podcast. We are back with Amy again for a few more episodes of with us. So I think that I put on my story kind of what people wanted to hear about. And I think the biggest topic um, that was brought up was overcoming anxiety that you've had from previous relationships and building confidence in new relationships. I feel a lot of girls that like get into what they think or are even healthy relationships coming from past traumatic relationships and they can't not even accept but let go or like understand that what had happened in the past is in the past and that it's not always going to come up again. For sure. I would say it's not always going to come up again unless it is just going to keep coming up again because we do have a tendency, you know, especially if we have trauma to become sort of like an energetic match for that same kind of trauma, especially if we don't actually work through it, which is why oftentimes you'll see people that seem to repeat patterns in relationships or in other, even in other areas of life, right? Um, But like, say the pattern of, you know, people will say, oh, I only attract emotionally unavailable men. No, you don't. You attract all sorts of men. You choose the emotionally unavailable one because you yourself, there's some sort of aspect of you that's actually emotionally unavailable. So at the same time, it's like, yes, it's it's going to show up in different flavors and everyone should get to have, you know, if you enter into a new relationship you want to try to you know like we're talking about entering with a clean slate and not have this expectation that this new person is going to show up the same way but also acknowledging that if this is kind of a a core wound that you carry around it probably will resurface at some point unless you deal with it head on which is why you know we have to look at our own shit always yeah like when a relationship ends so easy to pick apart everything that the other person did um but we have to own our part in it as well you know even in really toxic or abusive situations it's like you know and i'm not trying to victim blame here but like why did you stay why were you there how did you end up in this situation like why why was this something that you kept choosing over and over again yeah i couldn't agree with more with that and also um in terms of looking at your own shit, like even just like the person that you showed up as in those relationships too, like, were you more aggressive? Were you, were you more submissive? Like where in that relationship did you feel like you were even like bullied, you know, in a way? And why, like you said, why didn't you just like and that when you did, what made you continue to stay? Was it like, can I fix him, you know, or, but the good times are good, you know, where I've heard that lots where it's like the good times are good. So it outweighs the bad, like, okay, well that's great. But when it does finally end, all you're going to see is the bad, yeah, you know, and when you're in it, all you're seeing is the good half the time, even though people are like, yo, this is like, might not be the most safe space for you. Yeah. So then all you're picking up on is the bad. And that is what you're bringing to the next relationship, even though that is the shit you need to work on first before you jump into the next relationship. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like, that is the, that is the inner work. And that's why, you know, when one relationship ends, There needs to be breathing space for you on your own to 
to look at yourself and look at, yeah, your part. And, and as well, of course, as examining the other person, like people are in our lives for a reason, for a season. They are in our lives to teach us, but we have to be open and willing to see the actual lessons there. Um, and there's so much value in like tuning into, like you said, like, how did you show up? And I just view relationships now as like essentially experiments, right? Mm -hmm. You get to experiment with who you want to be, right? So if you look at yourself and who you were in say this relationship and you decide that you're wanting a different outcome, even if it's just a small shift in direction, right? Not every relationship that ends was like terrible or traumatic, but who do you want to be? And then really cultivating a sense of that. I see so much stuff out there of like, you know, get out your journal and write down your dream man and your dream partner and all of the things they need to tick and like that's all well and good I'm all for the manifesting of the man's like for sure but who do you want to be that's who you have way more control over and um that's that's actually what what you can create change around so it's like instead get out your journal and write down like who do you want to be how do you want to show up because the thing is And I mean, I work with women, so my experience is mainly around women, but like, you know, women will write down all of these attributes of like a super masculine leading man, but then they are showing up super in their masculine, super leading, super hyper independent because they're dragging in some trauma from the past where they, you know, it was maybe unsafe for them to not be leading. And then you're not, you're not, you wrote this stuff down, but you're not a match for this Mm -hmm, that type of person so it's like who do you want to be who do you desire to be and then letting that relational container be an experiment for like how can you show up right and you know if you're if you're wanting to be I know for myself, at least, like, that's what I wanted. I wanted to be able to be, like, more soft and more surrendered than, like, ever before. Yeah. And that wasn't available to me in an unsafe container. So moving forward, I was just like, yeah, just cultivated, like, how I wanted to be. And that doesn't mean everyone's going to be able to meet you there. It's not, Mm -mm. like, some magic, Mm -mm. you know, Mm -mm. solution. But that that's all it's about. It's actually about you. Yeah. You know? relational experiences actually about you and uh, uh, speaking on terms of that too and you said with the manifestation it's like you can manifest the perfect person all you want but the thing is you can manifest you being the person that you want better than you can manifest someone else doing that yeah and when you manifest being the person that you want to be the other people around you are going to start showing up in the versions that are going to work the best for you yeah and whether that's friendships whether that's relationships like anything at all like even I started showing up as the person that I wanted to be and my relationship with my parents grew my relationship with my friends grew how I even like interact with my dogs and my partner like everything feels so whole and so correct now because I started to show up how I want to show up and not just living life through how other people want me to be or the ideology of like okay if you're like this this will attract if you're like this this will attract you know stuff like that yeah and if we're unsure or unattuned 
to who we want to be and how we want to be in the world, then how we show up is always going to be almost like a reaction to how someone else is instead of us kind of um, driving the boat and leading with the face that we were wanting to show to begin with, right? So then, yeah, we just essentially become a mirror or something that's trying to redirect the energy instead of something that's like bringing its own you know that saying um to match energy like oh you know only reciprocate energy only match other people's energy and like i just don't agree with that at all like bring your own energy yeah bring your own vibe that doesn't mean everyone else is gonna stick around but it's like why would you match somebody else's shitty energy mm-hmm. you know like mm-hmm. somebody's giving you a, a lack of love or a lack of reciprocity like why would you match that yeah you know that makes like absolutely no sense to me and also like when you start showing up as yourself you're naturally going to put up the boundaries that you want to have in relationships like things that triggered you in the past might not in your future relationships because you have put up that boundary mentally and you don't even accept that type of energy like you said like energy into your life yeah um at all You know, and you're also, like you said, stuff will come up. And if you are with a new partner where you do feel safe, you are more than welcome to voice what is triggering you or what is concerning you to that person. They should be aware of what is going on in your situation. You can't hide that stuff and then expect them to guess what is going on. I, I used to do that. I used to be huge for that. I'd be like, well, this made me feel a certain way, but I wouldn't say it out loud or address it I would just like internally be like well now I'm mad yeah and what women are famous (laughs) women are famous for this um for being upset that men are not mind readers you know which is really so annoying frustrating thing yeah they could be but they could be better but like it's a a design flaw in men for sure but for sure like you know if I could put in a request for the next model it would have this you know mind reading capability 100% (laughs) but it's like you can't be upset about not getting what you didn't ask for you know like it's it's not it's not fair and when we're moving through the world and moving through relationship there's so much value in being vulnerable enough to ask what you need ask for what you need or for what you want um you know using your big girl words when you need to express that something hurt you and this doesn't mean like being volatile or you or know petty. like I used yes. to be petty I'd be like yeah well you could have done that better you know right. it's like it really didn't matter and oftentimes when we find ourselves it's ourselves in those situations where we're being petty it's like we're complaining about these little tiny things because there's actually something much larger at oh, yeah. play there's a much larger need that's not being met so we've chosen these little things because that feels safe for to complain about than you know the actual the actual issue there yeah um but when we're moving through like we're not 18 and 19 anymore like just muddling our way through these relationships it's like as we grow as people and adults and I know there's a lot of talk out there about how you know people in their late 20s moving through their 30s whatever have like too much trauma too much past relationship trauma um (laughs) and it's like that may be true but we all have it and in fact 
that can be such a beautiful space to if you if you're open to bringing your vulnerability and bringing the the growth because a relationship is the biggest healing container we talked about this on one of the other podcasts it's like that is literally the whole purpose behind relationship yeah is for you to uncover things about yourself yeah and you know interact with your partner so that they can co- uncover things about themselves and like that is actually what it's all about it's yeah. it's it's supposed to be and relationships true relationships take work and also like you said, we're in a different day and age now where we can express ourselves yeah. and you should have a partner or if you if you don't, you try and find one that's going to reciprocate the communication. You yeah. know, that is so important. But I think also in terms of trust, lots of girls, I think, or men too, get into a new relationship and they're like, oh, they have to earn my trust. Right. I think that is a really really toxic thing yeah i think everyone should be met with a hundred percent trust off the bat and if they obviously do something to lose your trust yeah either you can gain it back or you can't and you move on you know yeah. what i mean but you can't go into a relationship with the lack of trust that you had from a previous relationship that's not fair no it's not fair to the person that you're trying to grow with no love and untrust cannot coexist no right there's there's no there's no space for that. So the lack of trust, and I'm not saying that love cannot, um, you know, that you can't move through a time of untrust or a period of betrayal. I'm oh, not yeah. saying that you at can, all. You can move through it, but I feel like even in my personal experience, there was a time that I was like, okay, Brett had done something that I didn't like and I didn't trust him with that certain subject. And then... I like I couldn't get past it until I was like, okay, what actually is triggering me from this? I need to grow with it. And if I can't move on and go back to 100% trust, I'm not fully invested in our relationship and our love anymore. Like we're not met at that same spot. Yeah, because at that point, you're not moving from a place of love. You're moving from a place of fear. And when we're moving from fear, there is no there is no space for all of the love that is available there. And it's a really hard thing. It is a really hard thing to choose to move from love instead of fear. But it's like, that is the choice that we are faced with in every day, in every moment, in every relationship. And like I say this with my chest, but moving from fear will never get you what you think it will. It does not ever get you like somehow this security that you're imagining or dreaming of because Mm -mm. when you're moving from fear it's be it's because you actually do want this like this this love this feeling of love but you're moving from this place of fear like almost strategically yeah and it's it never it never gets you the outcome that you want fear is a very negative vibration as well and love is like the highest one of the highest vibrations you can have so just moving from a place of love always wins like in my opinion if there's an issue in my relationship it's immediately changed and move forward yeah because i i cannot be fearful or worried or stressed about anything because it just doesn't work for me as a person and then the second thing in terms of the trust thing is like the confidence right people are like i want to feel confident in the relationship you have to feel confident with yourself 
Because I know in previous relationships, when I did not have the personal confidence, didn't matter what this person did for me, I always thought there was something shady going on or whatever, right? And now I'm like, I'm so confident myself. How I react as a woman, how I love, how I cook, how I clean, how I show up that I don't give a single fuck what anyone else has to say about me or if they don't want to meet me, that's fine. I know that I have brought my true confident self and that's the only place I can move from. Yeah. The, your relationship is always going to be a reflection of like your internal landscape. Right. Yeah. And, um, so bring, yeah, like you said, bringing that confidence is going to be, and that's not to say, that's not to say that there isn't a time and a space and a place for your partner to step in and help you with your confidence. Yes. Right. For sure. Assurance is enormous in relationships. And I think there's a lot of messaging out there that it's somehow, you know, that we're supposed to be able to cultivate this assurance always Mm -hmm. within ourselves. And that if, if you ever need to act, ask for assurance or reassurance from your partner this is somehow a sign of insecurity or weakness but like we are mere mortal humans and a relationship should be an assuring place to be yeah and I couldn't agree more with that like as much as I am like very self-confident and self-aware Brett has helped me a hundred percent get to that point and I'm also like my love language is words affirmation so I need that in a relationship with like all my might and all my soul I need someone that is going to show up with those words for me as well yeah absolutely and I think that's you know since we're you know talking about kind of moving into a new relationship and trying not to bring stuff from past relationships but also learning from past relationships so we can move differently the stuff around the love languages is huge because so often um you know, so often relationships kind of crumble or change or shift because those love languages aren't being met. So Mm -hmm. knowing what love languages for one come the most easily for you to give um, and the ones that you struggle with a little bit more. And then also knowing like, what is it exactly that you need? And then making sure that at some point you have that conversation Conversation. because again, people are not mind readers we are not out here (laughs) you know as adults um expecting other people to somehow magically be able to know exactly what it is that we need or want because also remember that they are coming from a place of their past relational experience Mm -hmm. so if their past partner needed something or wants something completely different than you like they might be programmed not just around their own love language but of somebody else's as well so it's like if we're gonna move in a mature way around that stuff like it it just it can be a conversation it doesn't have to be some big heavy thing it's just it's fun. I think it's fun. I think it's fun too. Yeah. We like we've done like the love language tests online and stuff like yeah. that. And we're like, oh, because like Brett and I are completely different. Like if we could not be more different in terms of love language, and like I don't come from a household that is like my parents didn't hold hands. I don't. I think I've seen them kiss twice. You know, and it's not like it's not that they're not overly loving and super in love with each other. They're yeah. just not like physical touch people, yeah. and like. 
Brett likes like physical touch, quality time. And I grew up not with that. Right. So for me, even like to like try and do that, I'm like, (laughs) fuck. Yeah. It's a Um, practice. Yeah. But I've had to like practice it and know that I'm like, okay, well, these are the things he likes. And I am going to try my best to do that. Yeah. And that's all, that's all that it is. It's a, you know, nobody's going to be able to hit the nail on the head perfectly all of the time. It's no. just, are you willing to give it a go? Yeah. You know, words of affirmation for me score is like almost zero. Yeah. Um, which I also have discovered that I cannot receive zero words of affirmation. That does not work for me either, <laughs> but yeah. just on the yeah. test. Yeah. Um, and so, of course, the crux has been that I have been with uh, two different men whose love language was words of affirmation. And it is physically difficult for me to give them. Yeah. Um, but it's like, you don't deny, you don't deny, you don't, you can't say, well, this simply isn't me. Like, you no. know, if, if that's your feeling, then this is not the person for you. It's just, and it's not about showing up perfectly. I know that I'm not going to be the partner that's just showering you with words of affirmation but i'll do i'll do my best right if you care about the person like you you do your best yeah like like brett tries his hardest to get to give me you know the compliments or this or that and but sometimes he's like well you get enough of it like on the internet or this or that i'm like (laughs) they're they're not my partner i don't want the internet to tell me i look pretty i don't want i like yes i love it but like (laughs) it's not the same as him saying it when he says it i'm like oh my god like i'm the prettiest person in the world when the internet says it i'm like Great. Okay, well, thanks. Yeah. Like, yeah. We're not out here seeking external validation. No, no, I want it from my partner. Totally. And your love language is going to be different. You know, um, when I was in network marketing, I often get um, some of my team to do it so that I knew how to, like, love them correctly. But I'm like, yes. do the test from the vantage point of, like, a friendship. Yes. Because it's going to yes. be different, right? Physical touch score is super high for me with a partner, but I'm not with friends. No, I, you know, know. But so. I do think that is, then we'll get into that on the next podcast episode but it is so important to ask those questions of your friends because I the way that I am a friend to people does not work for majority of other people you know like at all they don't they don't like it you know because I'm like a I'm like a give gift or like this or that or like a I give words of affirmation, but it's probably in the wrong way for a friendship. (laughs) Like I'm more of a critical person where I'm like, I want you to get better. I want you to do this. So I come across as like really critical in friendships. Right. Do you find that you're like that in romantic relationships too? Uh, Or does it just take on a completely different form? I think it's a completely different form. I, I would say I was very critical and like, like critical affirmations in previous relationships where I felt like, like almost like the alpha dog in the relationship and that is how I do feel in some of my friendships and I know that that means that that is probably not a good friendship for me yeah might not be like totally aligned in it yeah because I want like I love learning I want to be a learner I want to sit and I want to be that that and not I can't get that from all my friendships right for sure yeah for sure yeah the the learning in in relationship too right and like there's there's so much to be learned about ourselves. It's about the way that we move through the world, about the other person. Um, But I think a lot of people become, one, either programmed to think you know, how you said relationships are work. They're literally meant to be work. They, yeah. that, that is the whole point and purpose of them. If you're not using your relationship to grow as a person, 
what I'm doing? not really sure what I don't you're get using it for. Yeah. Um, but again, that work falls on you, right? It's like you and, and whatever that is, it doesn't have to be like this crazy expansion or up leveling. Like maybe it is just I'm learning and growing into softening, like what whatever, yeah. whatever the flavor. But I think there's a lot of people that go into relationship um, not realizing that they there is going to have to be an amount of effort put in to learn about their partner in whatever form that takes i know the love language test isn't everybody's jam um but like learning how to love your partner better and when we're talking about say like bringing past stuff into a current relationship i think that's one of the things that sometimes when we've been kind of criticized or something in a past relationship then the energy in the current or new relationship can be almost like we're scared to have that happen again so we like cling to the current identity that we have and it's like you you just we have to all recognize that we're gonna have to be malleable in some ways not in the ways where we're like lacking boundaries or losing ourselves but like when two sovereign adults are trying to mesh their lives together not in like a codependent and meshed way just Mm. in a in just a in general union, right yeah. that's what a relationship is um there's going to have to be some give and take there's going to have to be some flexibility and malleability within yeah. that otherwise yeah. it's you're you're gonna just come up against each other yeah i also think um let's maybe touch on like the honeymoon phase of relationships because i feel like somehow that's getting way shorter than it used to be. Like, I feel like Brent and I were in a honeymoon phase for like two years. Then we completely grew as people and we figured out who we were after that. You know what I mean? But like, I feel like a lot of people are like right off the hop being like, yeah, it's like died off after like a month. (laughs) In my experiences, the honeymoon phase comes after for whatever reason and this, this after is somehow you learned it. even now i feel like i'm in more of a honeymoon phase now than i was at the beginning because yeah. we know each other so well yeah now. yeah like i for what and this is just again now we're talking about patterns and, and stuff <laughs> my pattern <laughs> tends to be that something goes on at the very start some sort of like triggering thing for mm. one or the other or both and it's like some sort of cataclysmic like oh my gosh can we work through this whatever and it like sometimes can be quite a little bit ugly quite ugly whatever and then somehow if that gets worked through then the honeymoon phase like comes afterwards and yeah. then in my experience that honeymoon phase lasts for the entire uh, the, the entire time yeah it's yeah. like but yeah for whatever reason for me it's like and i always say it's because i'm a scorpio but like who knows um <laughs> like i just have to like go through the muck i don't know how to do things the easy way um but yeah the honeymoon the honeymoon phase like the kind of ease and the flow but again that only comes if you sort of spend the time at some point like actually trying to be compatible with yeah. your partner yeah a hundred percent like you like like we said at the beginning it's it's not even the clean slate thing entirely but like you have to understand that you can show up entirely different in a new relationship even with past trauma we have we've both gone through a lot of fucking yes, bad shit absolutely you know and if i took all the things that had happened to me in my past or in my childhood or whatever and brought it into this relationship like 
I couldn't do it. Like Brett worked away for like the first year that we were dating. Like I couldn't have done that had I like accepted, kept bringing my suitcases of trauma in into it. Right. I was like, I'm going to try and grow as a person. And I'm also going to try and be like independent in myself. So I'm secure. And if they want to do something, they're doing it. If I want to do something, they're doing it. If we're doing it together, it's amazing. Yeah. And when, so it's like this, conjunction of we're not bringing all of our past trauma into the current relationship because that's going to be just shitty for everyone but simultaneously acknowledging the fact that your past is going to find its way into your relationship because I think there's also you know you'll hear people say oh they're bringing past stuff into the relationship yeah that's what the container of our relationship is going to be yeah and when we were younger we didn't realize it as much because the trauma that we were bringing into our current relationship wasn't relationship trauma it was our childhood trauma yes for so sure now we whatever, bring it all. and I know that people get annoyed about this buzzword of like trauma and like everyone seems to have trauma now that is the human condition. Everyone has it. Everyone has it. We were all traumatized. You know, we were literally just talking about how your flavor of trauma, my flavor of trauma could not be more different. And yet we still have the same, same situation. It it oftentimes (laughs) like, and that is the things that draw us to people. Yes. The things that wedge in between people is often rooted in the different flavors of trauma that we have. Like, this is it. Even when you look to who you are drawn to to choose as a partner, it pretty much always has to do with your upbringing, your relationship to your parents, your childhood trauma, or just experience, right? If you don't want to use the word trauma, it's just your your experience. So, um, you know, we essentially get into relationships, and this this isn't me just, you know, being all energetic and weird. This is a fact. We get into relationships to essentially hash out the childhood wounding that we had with our parents, usually the parent that we had the more difficult relationship with. Them's the breaks. Like that is that is just yeah. It. That yeah. is our relational experience. That's the way that it works. Yeah. Like my dad wasn't around. He was always uh, he was always working. Obviously, he was amazing, ama- amazing father. But he was yeah. a distant father because he wasn't always in the picture for all the events and everything that it did. Right. Um, and when I started dating Brad, I liked that he worked away in a way. Right. Because exactly. I was like. Oh, well, I already know how to deal with this. Yeah, this is comfortable for me. I'm okay with this. And then now I'm like, oh my God, I can't be away from him, you know, and I've grown and now I'm in a very like happy place because of it. But yeah, I I tried to absorb exactly what I had already had pretty much. Yeah, absolutely. Um, This is throwing it way back, but the relationship that I was in in high school, I was very conscientious about not wanting to show up in relationship as my mom. So uh-huh. I had witnessed, you know, I witnessed my mom and dad's relationship and um, essentially my dad was abusive and my mom took the abuse. So I decided at a very young age, you know, I will I will not take that. I will not stand for that. I, I didn't want to show up as her. Um, so in being so conscientious of that, instead I showed up as my dad, <laughs> which was cute for sure. Um, to the extent, no, of course not. But um, that that was just how that played out for me. Hi, baby. <laughs> um, and so, and like that was so long ago. And <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> 
Go see your uncle. Go see your uncle. He's dead, baby. So then moving out of that relationship, I was like, okay, that that's a hard no. We're, we're never repeating that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it finds it it finds its way in yeah. <laughs> somehow, some way. And like you said, you know, you wanted to kind of recreate that, or you were it was familiar to recreate that feeling of like, you know, wrapping away. You're here. There's that distance. Um, but then when we and it doesn't mean that everything that we repeat is necessarily a bad thing, right? Yeah. We we yeah. We'll often see this. It's just kind of taking a look at what works and what doesn't and, uh, you know, drawing your own conclusions. And again, it comes back to who do you want to be in a relationship? Yeah. I've realized that I don't want to be my mom or my dad in relationship. I very much want to show up as something that was simply not modeled to me, which means the only way that I can accomplish that because our brains absorb all of that information and that is the only thing that we know how to recreate so the only way that I can create something different is to conscientiously do so it's not going to come naturally unfortunately I didn't get given that so it's work yeah it is work and I think like we're gonna end it there because that is exactly the entirety of this is like to have that trust to have that confidence to have all these things that you want in a relationship it takes work and it takes work on yourself and it takes identifying what were those things that make me feel xyz what are those things that give me the anxiety and understanding how those affect and relate to you working on them and sharing that with with your partner in this new if it is the person that you want to be with you know that's yeah you have to share some of that stuff yeah you know and hold space for them as well yes you know you you want space for yours given you you have to give space for those too yeah exactly it's a two-way street relationship takes work and it's two people tangoing you know what I mean like they they have they have (laughs) shit going on you have shit going on and thankfully like we are adults and we're coming into a space where it feels safe to talk yeah about things like this you know and it feels safe to express how we feel and like I like I said earlier it's taken me a long time to show up how I want to show up but now the way that I show up affects all my relationships and I feel so good in all of them now yeah the more you you are you know that's that's what it's all about like just getting closer to who you actually are and then seeing you know who who's still there when you're you yeah exactly showing up as you okay guys um if you want to leave a review that would be awesome we really want to keep pushing the positivity and just Power of being yourself up on these podcast platforms um, and feel free to shoot an email or a message to the podcast. We would love to hash out, chat, do anything that you need about any topic uh, that you want to talk about. So yeah.